Welcome to the journey with Sarah Alexia, where we embark on life's roller coasters together because this life is not easy. Join me, your host, Sarah Alexia, as we navigate the twists and turns, finding comfort in the belief that with a touch of humor, because I can be funny, a sprinkle of motivation, and a dash of divine guidance, life's journeys becomes not just bearable, but truly remarkable. Get ready for a podcast full of wisdom, motivation, and the timeless words from the good book itself, the Holy Bible. Let the journey begin. Welcome back to The Journey with Sarah Alexia. I am super, super grateful that you all continue to tune in and that y'all have been loving my episodes. I'm just so, so glad and so ecstatic for all those who have been checking it out and just really sharing your reflection, sharing how much the episodes have resonated with you, sharing it with your friends and family and letting me know that they loved it. So again, continue to listen, continue to share, continue to give me feedback, continue to give me ideas. I'm loving it all. So I pray that this journey continues to bless those who take a listen. So let's get into today's episode, but before we talk about today's topic, I know you guys see the title, but before we talk about that topic, topic, let's talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> so if y'all heard my episode, Free From Destruction, you heard about how I wanted the Eagles to win. Like it was my heart's desire. It was my heart's prayer. I probably even fasted um, because I wanted the Eagles to win so badly. And the only reason why I wanted them to win is because Eagles have truly been my thing in this season. Like, I may share a podcast about why Eagles are my thing, but Eagles have truly been my thing in this season. However, they lost, unfortunately. And it made me sick, like sick to my stomach. Like, I had this big fantasy of the Eagles winning and buying a Jalen Hurts jersey, like the most expensive Jalen Hurts jersey, putting more Eagles decorations in my house, maybe even going to Philly and joining their parade, but nope. My fantasy did not become my reality. Now, I will say this because in my episode, Free From Destruction, I basically talked about how when the Eagles win, it's going to be the big testimony of my life. And like 2023 is going to be my year. It's going to be my Eagle year. I will say this, even though the Eagles lost, 2023 is still my Eagle year. And 2023 will still be the biggest testimony of my life. So whether they lost, whether they won, it's still my year regardless. So I just want to make that very, very clear. Now let's jump into the episode. So I want you to imagine this scenario. And I want you to think if something like this has ever happened to you. So you meet someone who's really cool and super attractive. And in that moment that you all get to know each other, it's like about an hour you're getting to know each other. In that very brief moment, you start to really like or crush on this guy. And I say like and crush with quotations. You really like his smile. You like what he's telling you about his career and family. You love the way he's asking you questions. And you're just really in love with the eye contact he's giving you. It's basically love at first sight here. So you're feeling a bunch of butterflies in your stomach because of this man, and now you're just fantasizing and daydreaming what the future would look like with this man. You have this cute scenario in your head of how your purposes would align because he's telling you his purpose, and you're practically planning your life around this man off this one interaction. Now, 
Before you both go your separate ways, you all exchange Instagrams, hugs, and goodbyes. And now you're driving home. It's about a 45-minute drive. You're driving home, and you're daydreaming of how beautiful the encounter was and what life would look like with this man. You start picking out your wedding dress. You imagine who's going to be your in your bridal party based off the people he talked about and based off the people you talked about. And you're just planning. You're planning, planning, planning. You're in a daze as you're driving. Now, you're home, you're settled, and you decided to go through his Instagram. You like all and try and you in your head you're like I'm going to like all his photos so he can DM me and ask me if I made it home safely. It's as if you've done this before, right? So you go on his Instagram. And as soon as you go on his Instagram, the first photo you see is a picture of him and his girlfriend. <laughs> man, you were all the way at the altar and that man did not meet you there because he has a whole girlfriend. You picked out your wedding dress. You had this scenario in your head. You thought about how your purposes would align. The whole time, homie got a girlfriend. Yo, that's crazy. Now, this scenario is wild, but this is something that we as humans secretly deal with. Like a good 75% of the population deals with this. Now, the title is called, He Did Not Meet Me at the Altar. Originally, I was going to name it, He Left Me at the Altar. But I began to understand that he didn't make plans to meet you there anyways. A lot of times when we're at the altar and the other person didn't meet us there, it's truly because us as the individual, we were never on the same page as the other individual. Individual, Think about the scenario that was described. One person was planning their life around an individual because the vibes were vibing. It was giving. It was giving future husband. It was giving uh, romantic. It was giving all of that. However... The person was just being nice. That's just who he is as a person. That's his personality. And the whole time he was there, he was probably thinking about, oh, I can't wait to call my girl when I get home. You all were on the same page the entire time. And now you're dumb at the altar. Well, now you're at the altar, probably feeling dumb, ashamed, embarrassed, rejected. But you have to ask yourself, how did you get there in the first place? In this episode, we're going to talk about how fantasizing can low-key ruin our life if we don't get to the root of why we're doing it. So if you know, you know, I'm about to define some words. And so we're going to take a look at the word fantasy and fantasize. So the word fantasy, according to Google, is the faculty or activity of imagining things, especially things that are impossible or improbable. The word fantasize means to indulge in daydreaming about something desired. Now, as humans, we tend to struggle with fantasizing and daydreaming. And it's a struggle if our hearts and minds are not in the right place. What do I mean by that? Well, there's actually isn't anything wrong with the idea of daydreaming and fantasizing. We're actually taught to dream big. Muhammad Ali even says, if you have no imagination, you have no wings. But if you have a heart issue, it's always going to lead to countless cycles of disappointment, rejection, insecurity, whatever your heart is dealing with. Now, you're probably thinking, what are some heart issues? I'm going to name two. One, there's a void in your heart. And now this is a problem when we're fantasizing because we believe that 
everything we're fantasizing over will eventually fill that void and we'll, we'll, we will then be satisfied with our life. That is false. Two, you're a control freak. With that being said, you truly believe that if I fantasize and create the scenario in my head, I now become the narrator of my, of my life, which is not true because we're not the author of our life. It says God is the author and the finisher of our life. So when we become control freaks and our plan that we're planning in our head doesn't align with God's plan for our life, it just leads to frustration, disappointment, rejection, and all those other things that we don't need to be dealing with. Now, again, there is nothing wrong with fantasizing over things. We should be able to dream big. But when we have the hopes that what we're fantasizing over will fix our broken hearts or fill the void in our heart, it will lead, like I said before, to nothing but disappointment. And it will lead to burdens if the fantasy does not become a reality. So remember that scenario I described in the beginning? (laughs) Well, let me be hot real quick. Humble, open, and transparent. Child, that was me. It was me. I was the girl. I was the girl that was that was left at the well. Actually, I was the girl that didn't get met at the altar. And let me tell you, when I found out that man was in a relationship, I was butt hurt. Like I was distressed. I was just maybe I think I even cried. I don't know if I cried, but like when I tell you, I was just sad. I was. I couldn't fall asleep that night. It was so bad. But I really had to sit down and reflect. Sarah, how did you even get there? How, why, why are we here right now? Why am I even sad? And the, and the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me because, Sarah, you decided to use that brief interaction with that man to fill a void in my heart that only God can fill. In that moment of my life, I was feeling extremely insecure and dealing with the spirit of rejection. So when that man was talking to me and just getting to know me, there was a sense of hope being fulfilled. Hmm, maybe I'm not ugly. Maybe I can be be accepted by someone who's attractive. Maybe I can be accepted by someone who got someone going for himself. So with this quote-unquote hope being fulfilled, I began to arrange my life with and around this man. By fantasizing and daydreaming of us being together. I fantasized about him asking me out, us getting to know each other even more, what the wedding would look like, when we're going to hang out, the things that we're going to do based off the, the hobbies that we shared. I began to just really get my mind wrapped around this man. I was losing it in my head. But when I found out he had a girlfriend, I felt sick. In the Bible, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And yeah, your girl was sick, sick. And that's only because my heart was not healed. And I wanted to use this encounter as a quick fix for my broken heart. You're probably like, well, Sarah, I would never go that far in thinking about a man I just met for the very first time. All right, I'll give you that. But what about the man that does actually show an interest in you? What about the man that does tell you that you're beautiful? What about the man that does tell you that he has a crush on you? A lot of us, we take that and run with it too. The whole time, the man just wants to get to know you and probably hang out a couple of times. But without the title of a girlfriend, we're already planning our wedding. And men, you probably go through this too, but I can't speak from a male's perspective. But yes, us as women, if a man tells us that he likes us or that we're beautiful or that we're hot, we're bad, all those things, we take that and we run to the altar with it instead of just embracing what he said and that moment for what it is. 
And sometimes it has nothing to do with being in a relationship. How many of us feel as though if we get that 2023 vehicle, it will heal that part of our hearts that feels like a loser? Or how many of us feel as though if we get promoted to CEO, to the big boss, it will heal that part of us that feels less than or inadequate? And let's go back to the relationship thing. How many of us feel like if we get into a relationship with a specific person, that it will heal that part of us that feels rejected? Truth be told, we can fantasize all we want, but if we do not heal, we will never be satisfied. I'm going to say that again. You can fantasize all you want, but if you do not heal, you will never be satisfied. So you're probably like, Miss Alexia, since you want to be all up in my business, and I am, how exactly do I overcome this? Well, I'm glad you asked. The first thing and the only thing I'm probably going to say is you have to heal. I truly believe in order to heal, you need to embrace. You have to embrace your healing season. Think about it this way. If you cut your arm, there's no quick way to fix it. Yeah, you can put a Band-Aid on the cut or you can get stitches. And I'm talking about a big cut too. So you can probably put a Band-Aid over it or get stitches, but the cut will always be there. Sometimes you're going to have to let the cut or the stitches, if you get them, breathe so it does not get infected. So it is the same way with our wounds that we have in our life. Like, we may not like a particular position that we're in and we often think that Fantasizing over these great things will band-aid and cover up the pain. It will cover up the discouragement. It will cover up the rejection. It will cover up the insecurity. Whatever it may be, we think that fantasizing over these big things will band-aid how we really feel in our heart. But truth be told, it won't. We just need to embrace that season that we're, that we're in for what it is. Like, we need to heal. We need to seek wisdom. Think about that wound again, right? When we get a huge cut, it's not enough to just go into your bathroom and try and try to find a band-aid big enough to cover it. You may actually need to seek medical attention. Like you might have to go to urgent care or your local emergency room so that way they can give you stitches. Again, so it is with our wounds. Sometimes when we're struggling with these big things in our hearts like rejection, insecurity, jealousy, like bitterness, envy, when we're dealing with these wounds in our hearts, and those things are just symptoms of a broken heart. Like you, your heart was broken, you was rejected, so now you deal with rejection. Your heart was broken, you feel insecure. Your heart was broken, you just feel envious over everyone else that's not getting their heart broken. These are some big cuts that we're dealing with in our heart. And sometimes we have to seek medical attention, just like you would with the cut, with the cut. Like, you have to seek wisdom with your cut in order to know how to heal the cut. So when you're dealing with a broken heart, like, something I struggled with, right? Um, When I was 15 years old, you know, I lost my virginity to this man. And then three months later, he cheated on me. That was the biggest cut in my life. And when I tell you, like, I was too ashamed to tell anyone. I was too, one, first of all, I should have been having sex. But I was too ashamed to tell someone, like, hey, he cheated on me. But yeah, I lost my virginity. So I, to him. So I kept that in my heart for the longest time. And mind you, because of that broken heart, it produced insecurity. It produced symptoms of rejection. It produced symptoms of bitterness, 
envy. And I've been dealing with that for several years because I was too ashamed to tell someone like, hey, man, that man broke my heart. So when I say that you need to seek wisdom, this is why we need to seek wisdom because you don't want to just keep dealing with that thing forever. So you should seek the wisdoms of therapy, your pastors or elders from your church, or maybe even a trusted friend. Because I truly believe in that process of your healing, you will start to imagine and dream big about the things that align with the healed version of yourself. Let me say that again. When you truly begin to heal by, you know, seeking wisdom and just truly working on yourself, you will start to fantasize and dream big of the things that align with the healed version of yourself. Like that's something that you want to meet at the altar. Like you don't want to imagine things with with your jealous heart. You don't want to imagine things with a bitter heart. You don't want to imagine things with an envious heart. Because when it doesn't come to fast, hope deferred makes a heart sick. Your heart's going to get even more sick. So with that being said, imagine yourself being healed. Dream big about yourself being healed. Fantasize about yourself being healed. Think about what does the healed version of yourself look like? Dream about that. Because at least with that, you can always meet yourself at the altar. Now, when you imagine yourself being forgiving, when you imagine yourself being free from envy, when you imagine yourself, you know, loving others, when you imagine yourself um, just content with life and just accepting life for what it is, that's someone you want to meet at the altar. So just imagine yourself broken right now and imagine yourself healed at the altar, at least when you imagine yourself healed and you imagine what that feels like, you're always going to want to meet yourself at the altar. No, you can't leave yourself hanging there because you have in your mind, I have a goal that I want to attain and I'm going to meet myself at the altar. I can't leave myself hanging because I really want to be that girl. So meet yourself at the altar. Now I want to give you a little journaling activity. Um, just because, like I said in my last episode, I love journaling. And journaling is really what's been setting me free in this season. And I want you to think about four things. And I want you to be honest of yourself. The first thing is, what are some areas in your life where you feel there's a void? Like, where do you feel like there needs to be some fulfillment in your life? Be honest with yourself and write that down. The second thing I want you to ask yourself is, is your heart broken? Be so for real and ask yourself, is your heart broken and why is it broken? Think about the scenario that broke your heart. It could be you were 15, you thought you loved this man, you lost your virginity to him, then he cheated on you. It could be your dad left you when you were two years old. It could be your mom said she hated you. These are some areas in your life where your heart was broken. And I also I also want you to write what are some some what are some symptoms that were produced from that brokenness. So that it could be rejection, it could be insecurity, it could be jealousy, it could be bitterness. What are some symptoms that were produced from the broken heart? The third thing Think about what does the healed version of yourself look like? So think about all them symptoms. What are the things opposite of those symptoms? That's what the healed version of yourself looks like. So write down what is the healed version of yourself look like? And lastly, who is someone that can hold you accountable to make sure that you meet yourself at the altar? Who is your maid of honor? Who is your best man? Who is that person that can keep you accountable and make sure, yeah, I hope I'm praying and pushing you to get to the healed version of yourself. Write that person down, hit them up and tell them everything that you're going through. 
Now, I want to pray um, because man, I, I know a lot of us are going through um, some voids and some broken hearts. So I just want to pray over our hearts. Father God, I pray for the person listening, listening to this right now, God. And I pray over their broken heart, God. I pray, God, that in this season, God, that they would seek healing from you and that they would just be vulnerable with those around them about the things that they're going through, God. God, I pray that in this season that they will be able to dream big again, but that they will dream big in alignment to the healed version of themselves, God. I pray, God, that they would no longer want to be in control, but that they would let you be in control, God. I pray, God, that they would allow you to fill every void in their heart. So, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just minister to their minds and minister to their hearts as they listen, God. And I pray this in your son's name. Amen. Well, that's the end of this episode. I'm not going to lie, man. When I was sharing that journaling activity, I almost cried. Those three things that I that I said for B or uh, said for the second one, those three things were the things that broke my heart. So I, I'm not going to lie. It took a lot for me not to start crying. But I pray that you were blessed by this episode. If you were blessed, I want to challenge you. Share this with five people. Share this with five people. I truly believe that it will bless them as well. So thank you again for listening. And I can't wait to catch y'all on the next episode. Bye.